The following is a new segment on the STD podcast. Prior to the shooting of this podcast, we asked that listeners submit technique videos to a public drive that I started. The idea being that we would go over your submitted technique videos live on the podcast and critique your technique and make suggestions on how you can improve your technique. Now, this is going to be part one of a two-part video series because we got so many video submissions. And I just wanted to start by saying thank you to everybody who decided to submit their videos to the drive. I know from my own experience that having someone else critique my technique or my training is sometimes challenging. And I imagine that you had to have a relatively open mind to submit your videos to this drive. Now you'll see throughout the podcast that we actually got a lot of video submissions that included very, very good technique. And we had trouble critiquing some of the exercises because one, they were so good. And two, we didn't want to make critiques of something that was already working. So I wanted to say that any critiques we make in this video and the following video are just based on our experience of average techniques that tend to help improve an exercise's SFR. Now, the SFR is the stimulus to fatigue ratio. And essentially, we just want an exercise to have a good stimulus to fatigue ratio. And that should be the driving factor in what helps you to decide your exercise's technique. Now, it is always best to follow some basic principles when deciding an exercise's technique. And then from there, individualizing so that you can improve the SFR. So that being said, I want you to be mindful of all of the technique suggestions that we make. If it's your technique or you watching someone else's technique, that these are just things that we as coaches have seen to improve an individual SFR of an exercise. And if we make a suggestion and you try it and it does not improve the SFR of the exercise or even worse, it makes the SFR of the exercise decline, then don't use that cue. One other thing I wanted to mention is you notice that I submitted a technique video to this drive. A technique that wasn't great, might I add. This was me trying a new exercise that I haven't done in a while. And um, I didn't really watch the technique video back, which is uh, where... One of my mistakes, generally speaking, when I record myself, I try to watch it back in the session itself to improve the exercise. But I wanted to contribute an unbiased video to this drive where I show a reality of training, even as an advanced trainee, is that I don't always have perfect technique. And I want you to take note of that. I'm on the internet, I'm in forums, I make suggestions on people's technique. People ask me to make suggestions on their technique. I make suggestions to my client's technique as well. And I try to hold myself to a certain standard when doing so. That being said, I'm not perfect. And especially when trying out new exercises, it sometimes is difficult for me to apply the principles. And it takes me a few weeks in order to refine that technique and improve it for myself. So I want you to 
view the exercise that I submitted to this drive and remember that it's okay to not always have perfect technique. We had some really, really great submissions to this video and it was actually difficult for us because the problem with receiving videos of techniques that are really, really good is that we're just making our best guess on what might improve the exercise. When there is something that is obviously off about the exercise, it's much easier for us to make a technique suggestion that might actually make a large difference. That being said, I think it's also part of the selection bias of the fact that we generally get people who are very conscious about their technique who would even be interested in submitting videos in the first place uh, due to the fact that they follow us and have already been watching our videos on technique Regardless of all of that, I wanted to thank you all again for submitting videos to this drive because you made the podcast, and I hope you can take something valuable away, whether it's just one little cue that improves your exercise, or you were able to improve your whole arsenal of exercises by watching these videos. I hope you can take something valuable away from these videos, and I hope you like the segment. If you do, let us know what you liked about the segment. Please like, comment, subscribe, and if you like the podcast, consider leaving us a review on your favorite listening platform. This is likely going to be a YouTube-only upload due to the fact that you can't see the technique suggestions that we're making. After reviewing, I will decide whether I want to put it on uh, streaming services such as Spotify and Apple Podcast. So if you are listening on audio currently, take everything we say with a grain of salt and really consider watching the YouTube version of this podcast. Thank you all for watching. Do a little ab workout before you go out. Um, that was from Trevor. Yeah. I'm not an ab workout, but I have done push-ups before going out before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm not I, I, I don't think. It. I don't think this is like a shirt that flatters me, and a you know having a pump very much. You don't think so? It's I mean, it's black, right? Black yeah, is green, think, that's good. Yeah, I think like if it were like gray or something, it'd be like look better. But gray, you know what's funny, man? I actually never wear gray when I train. I don't like wearing shirts that will show like uh, sweat marks. So all the colors that I wear are actually usually always of the darker hue. You'll never see me wear gray. You'll never see me wear white when I work out. I don't do that. The cool, the cool thing with the lighter colors is they get like more of a shadow. So you look like bigger, you know? I'm not yeah. your size. I'm not your size. I don't, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, I, mean, I just care about being comfortable. I don't really care about how I look, so. Yeah, yeah, but you don't like having like a good fitting shirt where you like get a pump and you're like, oh yeah. Oh god, no, I, I, I certainly do. Yeah. Huh? Wait, wait. I hate the... it. Really? I want like loose baggy shit. It depends on what mood I'm in. Like today, this is definitely like a not as fitted shirt, and so I was like yeah. in a mood for a not fitted shirt. What is it? Three X. Three X still. I don't know. I don't think they had three X. Oh, shut up. I don't know. I did that. With the biggest size they had, whatever. <laughs> Stupid. I got a three X if I want it to be baggy and a two X if I want it to be more fitted. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, today we are doing the technique submissions. So we're going to be going over your submitted techniques, uh, technique videos um, through the Google Drive today. So, um, you guys ready for this? Yeah. I'm going to just get, get right into it. We got about 20 videos to go through. <laughs> not going to get through all those. Let's fire Thanks, our best. Ready. Okay. What the heck is this thing doing? I don't know. Saucy. So I'm seeing Planet Fitness. I'm seeing EOS oh, Fitness. I'm, I'm trying to like get the gym that they're at before you play the video. Oh, the gym that they're at. Yeah, yeah Planet. 
see the little alarm back there go off. Yeah, so that's, that, that's Planet Fitness. That we um, that's obvious. Yeah. Let's start with. Uh, I believe this is Julian. Shout out, Julian. Oh, can I get you guys down here? Oh, geez. Okay, I respect it. The set is two minutes long. Okay. <laughs> yeah, obviously, Shimmy likes to see that. <laughs> is this the only angle? Probably. I know this leg press. I actually hate this leg press. It's not. Yeah, it's not the greatest leg press. I've used this before. I love the size of the platform. Not that I really use much of it, but that's only. It's thing just. I like there's a yeah. there's two things I like about this machine, but overall it's not my favorite. But it, I mean, it's a hammer trank leg press, so it's like super common. It's everywhere. Yeah, there are some workarounds like that make it better. Let me just go to the end here. Yeah. Take out a breather. Looks like. Okay, so Julian, a few things. Number one, kudos that your rep cadence and tempo and everything is staying consistent throughout the duration of the set. That is not yeah. easy to do. So compliments yeah. to you, compliments to the chef. Um, you're doing the best that you can with the machine that you have in terms of your range of motion. So once again, kudos to you. You are clearly bottoming out the machine. Um, judging from what I'm seeing here from the side angle, putting a pad behind your lower back might be a good idea. If you've never tried that before, Julian, start with a small pad and just do this gradually, right? And if it feels really good, then increase to a bigger pad, but your heels are staying on the platform. Your knees seem to be tracking your hips and your toes, and you seem to be really good, man. Um, I don't have a whole lot for you except for trying to increase your range of motion. Um, I also don't know what week you're in, so I can't really critique your effort. Like if you're going to tell me this is a fail set and I'm looking at this, well, then I would maybe say you have something else, but this is like a week one, then it seems fine. Um, guys, what you got? Yeah, I agree. Um, and I agree taking it slowly, but working up your range of motion, uh, you could probably put, you know, in total, like two to three pads or plates. If you don't, if you don't want to buy pads or don't have pads at the gym, you could put just like 45 pound plates behind your lower back, yeah. maybe a yoga mat on top of it. So it's yeah. not so uncomfortable, but you easily have a good three, four or five more inches of range of motion you could get. Um, and that would definitely make it better and improve it overall. I mean, this is probably better than most leg press videos I see, yep. even from people who are kind of in this section where they focus on using full range of motion and stuff. Mm -hmm. Really good. You know, your cadence stays the same. Like Shimmy said, that's great. Your eccentrics are slow off the start. So not a whole lot to say. Mm -hmm. Guys, can we uh, can we riff really quick on the topic of gradually increasing your range of motion from where you're currently at rather than running to a super range of motion because you think you have to? Yeah. So I did a post about this a long time ago, and uh, I know that Trevor agrees with me because we've talked about it in the past. If you want to increase your range of motion on something and you've been sticking with the same range for a while, don't immediately run to a significantly bigger range. Do it gradually, improve slowly over time with those loads, and you'll actually find that your mobility and flexibility will increase. And then if you do this for six months, a year, two years, you can be that guy if this is something that you want 
that has that crazy range of motion and the strength to go with it throughout that whole range. But don't think that it happens overnight because it doesn't. And it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Okay. Jimmy makes a good point there. You go ahead, Dylan. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, uh, you know, people see our technique and they're like, oh, I want to train like that. Um, or or I, I've even gotten uh, like uh, on my barbell row video, people are like, I can't reach that far. And I'm like, it's it's fine if you can't. Like, it's just the effort of doing that over time. Like, I'm not I haven't been able to do this my whole training career. I've built up to this. Right. Specifically, when I started trying to train with a, a greater range of motion and I'd come down and I'd do a pause, you know, as at the, the greatest range of motion I could or I'd try to lower my back a little bit more or whatever it might be. And you just do these small changes over time. And if you can somehow standardize it, such as maybe putting a plate on the floor, rowing to that, and then slowly lowering the plate, whatever it might be, that then you can have kind of a, a more objective way to track your progression and range of motion over time. For shizzle. Yep. All right, Ron, I want to yeah, ask time, like they say that, like, oh, I, you know, I want to do a stiff leg deadlift like you from a deficit. I'm like, I didn't, oh, I didn't even touch the floor made different points in my training career right right and you just work your way over time and over time you just find your flexibility increases right and 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 to keep in mind um, that also is a form of progression too yeah. right increasing your range uh, of Jimmy and I, this is actually a good thing Jimmy and i talked about this earlier um he saw my video of the deficit uh front foot elevated split squat and he, he messaged me to say, I think you can uh, actually bump up your range of motion. And, you know, and he knows that this is like week one. This is after an active rest. I'm feeling things out a little bit, but I agree. And that's actually my plan of progression over the next few weeks is to instead of adding load per se, I'm going to try to increase that range of motion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people discount that a lot, especially when you get kind of more concerned with weight on the bar. But yeah. You know, stimulus is what you're after then increasing range of motion is a great way to progress or shizzle run the next one thing one, I, one thing oh, i wanted sorry, to say about sorry, him sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no no you're good you're good uh, i just wanted to say that um another good way is potentially uh the versa lifts or or uh, weightlifting shoes can also increase your range of motion uh yes when i got that you killed no me. you're good once, once you have like a, a sh uh, not great range of motion leg press that can definitely help a lot um and yeah. i'm not sure how you guys feel about um if this even has any if any like makes any difference uh or is more injurious but having the, the the upper back like forward versus back do do you guys think anything of that or is it something people should be concerned about as long as it's not affecting your breathing i don't think it matters some people i've okay. seen do that and they like stop breathing well um i so i like to kind of be back a little bit so i can get deeper breaths okay but i don't think it's an injurious position yeah yeah i agree with trevor I like to lean all the way back because I am Mr. Psychosis. And if I lean all the way back, I can get even more range of motion at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Me leaning, me yeah, leaning it gets, it gets some of your uh, gut. Yeah. One thing I was experimenting with this week on leg press, I don't, and and maybe I need to, to really think about like what I'm actually doing, but um, I was kind of almost doing my squat setup, like pushing my tummy out, like getting kind of a uh, slightly, I think it's lordotic is the term, lower back, yep. and then coming down. And holy shit, like just the, the it, it, that little difference, like just making sure I was like, you know, chest up, tummy out kind of in the seat there. It was, it was tremendous. Like the difference in like yeah. um, stretch and, and the tension I felt in my quads. I don't know. It was, I don't know if you guys have ever it, tried that. But it actually I, made, it I have not, make it I have not tried that. It'll make your pelvis more stable. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah. I like close my eyes and I'm like, okay, like just, I just tried that yeah. and I just felt like so much more um, connected, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, next exercise. We've got Alex. Well, if everyone sends in technique like this, we're going to get through 20 of them because it's like. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people do have good technique. We need shout people. Out, to shout, out, shout out Alex Gomez. Shout out Alex Gomez. No, Julian was the last guy, I think. I know. This, this is, is Alex, Alex Gomez. Gomez. Oh, yeah, I guess it's the same gen. Huh? No, this is Crunch. Yeah, okay. How do you know that, Shimmy? Read the back wall. I don't see it saying, oh, oh there's it's in the mirror right here. But I know it more of a like narc way because I every crunch has the same Nautilus and pre-core equipment, and I know that. I mean, I, there's a I, I know a few people training at a crunch that have like fully decked out arsenal equipment and stuff. No, 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 no. Crunch, uh, crunch is amazing. Crunch has some shit for real. Yeah, as no, as, like, for real. It's like, goes, crunch has, is good. Chain gems. I'm like, God, I wish there was a crunch near me. <laughs> So Alex Gomez, I'm looking at your technique and I don't really have uh much to tell you. Sorry. Very little to tell you. Um yeah. Good. And if I was and if I was gonna gonna pick at you, I'd really, really be splitting hairs, honestly, for like no reason. You're fine, dude. You're fine. Yeah, uh pull the video back a little bit. Uh, I'm like halfway. So the one thing, and it started happening about half of this set, is you're you're not really getting as much uh, arch in your back as you're pulling forward. And towards like the last rep, you kind of do the whole shoulder shrug forward thing. So just really watch that. Focus on lifting your sternum high to the ceiling as you're going. Uh, you do a really good job, and this is where most people mess up on in any kind of row, where they'll speed the eccentric up at the very end, when they when they're trying to let their scapula come forward, they'll kind of speed that up. You do a really good job of keeping that slow. Uh, so really, the only thing is just watching your sternum right there. Did you? I yeah, know, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, where you kind of get that. It's eh, almost like try to get back, cave so, in slightly. So yeah. I I understand where Trevor's coming from, um, Alex Gomez. I'm actually going to go to bat for you here uh against what trevor just said but i completely understand where he's coming from there are some people where when they're doing seated cable rolls like this that last rep or two even though it looks kind of loose their mind muscle connection is still really really in tuned right and like it's not like he's he's rounding right his spine just went from arching to the neutral so if we're going to say his spine is in a range more is more of what i'm concerned about is the yeah i mean for what it's worth like the load is still like relative like pretty pretty light um, and he still seems to have great control. Um, I think Steve, Steve's actually talked about this in his back training. And I, I think that he's right. Um, I'm scared to say it because I don't want people to take it like too far. I know. Where you're, I, yeah. You know where I'm going with this, right? Like if you're too strict with your back training, like toward like every single time, um, even just like yeah. if you let one rep go, but you're still staying decently strict. I think that there's some utility for that. I'm really nervous to put that out there because I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way. But if your technique is 100% and then your last two reps are like 91%, um, I, I found that at least in myself, like I usually allow myself like one 
maybe a little bit of a bounce rep and then I then I did the set because otherwise I don't know if I'm done yet you know yes I agree especially with any kind of back turn because yeah. it's like with any row variation it's just kind of like all of a sudden you're done yeah shout out Steve revive stronger um but I mean again my my little thing is being me being very nitpicky so we actually have something to say for content sure sure I will say so uh, kind of to push back on Jimmy a little bit, do you think that if Alex here cued himself on that last one to two reps and just said big chest that he wouldn't get a better stimulus just by doing that? Like as opposed to... I don't think to... he would have been able to do it. I think if you cued him big chest, the set would be over. Like I don't think those last two reps he was able to do it, but he forced himself to do it because he said to himself, I'm guessing, he said to himself, I can still control the eccentric and maintain my body position relatively well, but I may have to like force the concentric a little bit and i would be okay with that yeah but you think if you're cueing like forceful contraction and you have your chest up like i don't think that would necessarily be a limiting factor i think you'd be able to squeeze that last rep out and be done depending on your proximity to I failure but i've been able to maintain the strictness no matter what you cued him that's what i think i could be wrong yeah i guess it is dependent on the individual too though well ultimately this is just a student critiquing so they can yeah, you yeah. know people can people can think about these things and he can you know, uh, have some introspection himself on like, you know, could I have done better? And that's kind of what this, anyways. Yeah, yeah. I always watch videos back for that purpose. I think both sides have a good point because I do allow myself a little bit of movement in, especially in rows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially, excuse me, a flexion type row. Yeah. Um. I just so I got Brian pulled up here. I I think. Let me see. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. This is Brian, I reckon. Yeah. Brian. Um. Okay. Shout out, shout out Brian. I just want to. I just want to read what he sent me real quick. Um. Just so we have some context, because he wanted oh, to. Okay, Brian. Okay. Yeah, mixing it up. Um. Okay. Just sent two Smith machine hip thrust videos. Been lifting for about two years, and this is my first time programming any type of hip thrust. Most of my mm -hmm. glute work has come from compounds and lunges, though I though I'd give these a whirl. Immediate questions. Oh, thought I'd give these a roll. Immediate questions. Foot elevated question mark. Uh, I have them on a three inch platform to increase range of motion. Would wearing uh, lifters be advantageous? Um, when I'm performing the exercise, I feel that I get my hips as far as possible. Like anatomically, there's no more room to go up. Watching the video, I don't feel like I get to a flat position. So I guess first and foremost, lifters. Um, assuming uh, I'm assuming he means yeah. uh, squat lift, uh, uh, weightlifting shoes. Yeah, squat shoes. No. Yeah, uh, they they're you don't want to wear them for they'll increase your knee angle. You want that? Uh, if anything, you actually want your toes slightly elevated so you can kind of push your heel down and forward. And I like the idea of um, elevating the feet. Increase. Yeah, this, this it looks like. I mean, it's everyone's different. It looks like he could probably raise his hips a little bit higher, like push to even more of a peak contraction. Um, I hips, disagree, and I'll tell you. Okay. I'll tell you why. Because it. Looks yeah, I was going to say for me, for me, for hip thrusts, I know that like there's a big allure about putting a lot of weight on the bar, but I probably overemphasize the top contraction in a hip thrust at the expense of how much load I can use. Um, That's fine, but. So if you if you are doing a hip thrust and purely tilt the pelvis, 
actually won't get what visually appears to be as much extension, but because of that posterior pelvic tilt, you actually cannot extend any further. And it looks to me like that's what he's doing. He's posteriorly tilting his pelvis at the top. That's how I do it too. I find that by far the the best um, mind muscle connection and kind of uh, eliminates any feeling of like back arching. So, so clarify for maybe people who don't know what um, anterior pelvic tilt is and and uh, posterior pelvic tilt. So, what does he so do? So, an anterior pelvic tilt is long duck butt, where you stick your butt out. You arch your low back. You stick your butt out. Right. Opposite. You actually tilt the bottom of your pelvis up under you. Like, right. uh, mm -hmm. like if you go to the bath, like you're about to poop your pants and you can't make it to the bathroom in time, so you squeeze your butt. Yeah, and that's, that's what he's doing. And this, this top position is what you're saying, right? Yeah, as it gets, it looks like he's trying to posteriorly tilt that pelvis. When you do that, it visually will appear like, uh, I forgot that that's on my screen using my mouse doesn't help. <laughs> it visually will appear that uh, the hips are not as much as they can be. But physically, you can't actually push them through anymore. Okay. I I see what um, Shimmy says, and I think that it, it, you know, he could potentially, outside of uh, what you're saying, Trevor, he could potentially lighten the load. I I and 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 be able to maybe hold that top position, maybe push through a little bit further. I think my I'm changing over time where, um, as long as they're really executing the the stretch position well. And the technique, the range of motion is is relatively standardized. I'm not as concerned about peak contractions as much, I guess, just based on <laughs> where the data seems to be leaning. Um, but I think for variation, you know, you could have a variation of a hip thrust where you hold the peak contraction and reduce the load a little bit. But it's just really preference variation. Yeah, I think it depends. Like. If you're trying to really manage fatigue closely, it's probably worth holding that contraction a little bit more. Right, right, right. Really controlling um, out of the... And especially, like, if if I was doing a bunch of lunges, I would probably hold the peak contraction more. If this was, like, the only exercise I was doing, I would probably not focus so much on that. On what? On the peak contraction. If this was the only glute exercise... Focus on, like, being a good squeeze hold for a second or anything i would get you know if i'm 95 percent of the way extended i would call that fine likely yeah so, if this was um, the only glute exercise i was doing yeah so for what it's worth um brian we're splitting hairs here i think it's fair yeah. to say you're completely fine dude like you're yes, good 100%. um what you're doing is just fine you can progress it um as learning and you get a good pump pretty solid no, I wouldn't right. change it. Yeah, and I could tell you for me personally, when I program for myself or other people, if they ask, because you likely have so much heavier training for your glutes in your program, you probably have deadlifts, stiff legged deadlifts, good mornings, lunges, squats, and the like. If I'm going to have some sort of thrust bridge variation, there's always going to be a significant peak contraction at the top, or else like. No, not right now. I have to. Yeah, thank you. Um, is what it is. Um, yeah. So you would never see me advocating a four hundred five hip thrust ever. 
unless you're like don't squat or deadlift or bench press then okay fine yeah oh. I, I think i but then i like, think i did don't squat deadlift or bench press, press, like, no, like, i'm never gonna do hip thrust again sure i, don't I haven't done either. hip thrust in a long time i'm considering actually like, bringing bring the glute drive back uh for my next block of training i'm thinking about it glute drive yeah. is like a uh like your knees at a bend and then it goes to like you have your your leg up here and then you it, kick back no it, no glute drives yeah, in the not a, yeah, yeah it's that's not what thinking oh, no. like you're you're suddenly bent and then you kind of go to down to extension or is it something no. else it's a hip thrust machine oh 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 it's just the name of a, a hip thrust machine okay i yeah, like that one i think i think my gym has one Probably every gym has one now. <laughs> okay. We got Candy Sosa, the SLDL. Looks like a lot of weight, yeah, too. Oh, love Sosa. Shout out Cami Sosa. All right, Dylan, this is bullshit. Why are you just picking good people? This is like. I, they yeah, submitted this, it to my drive. Cami. Like, Guys, like, somebody with awful techniques submit a video. Cami, <laughs> um, this, is, this is pretty good. Um, this is pretty good. You could consider pausing at the bottom, but you don't have to. Those plates look pretty big and your range of motion looks pretty good. Maybe if you if this doesn't feel amazing as is, you could stand on a small plate. But like if this feels amazing, dude, literally change nothing. Ah, but the set is continuing. Hold on. I was waiting to see if he was going to start slamming the bar as he got tired. And he didn't. Dude, it was great. It was great. I got nothing. Maybe you're rocking back a little bit at the top, but like you're not rocking back enough where I would care. Yeah. I, I would say I, I like to see that last rep executed well for yeah. standardization. Like just lower that last rep slow. It's like the last oh, thing you want to do, but like, man, does it burn? And just for uh, standardizing wait. your reps and counting. What's up? Uh, go back a little bit. I just want to see something. Okay. Yeah. I, I if I really wanted to nitpick, maybe push your knees back a little. That cue that cue helped me a lot actually. And that's if I really want to nitpick. I mean it looks good. And if you feel this in your hamstrings really, really well, I'm not gonna tell you not to. Yeah. Like the if you feel tension, bit, there's a smidgen of like forward knee travel here and a little bit of extra knee bend at the very bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a cue you can even use potentially. Uh, you know, if you think about it, it, it does sometimes increase that that tension in the in the target muscle. Like another one that Jared always uh, told me was like, open up the hips as you descend. And that, that one always helped me yeah. um, feel my hamstrings more. So. Uh, again, perfect technique. These are just cues that might make some marginal difference in your deadlift, but uh, yeah, you're like ninety eight percent there. Right, right, exactly. Uh, this is Ian. Oh, deficit row. I think so. Shout out, Ian. Ian lives in China. Wow. That's the deadlift. Oh, okay. Honestly, with that kind of deficit, that's actually 
very impressive. So far, I got nothing, Ian. I got so I got technique a... videos. Oh, I do have a few things. Sure, sure. Um, very mild. Well, I was going to say, you know what I think is really important for all of you guys that are sending in videos? You should probably just give us a little bit of context of, are you sending it because you want a cosign and it works? Or are you sending it because you don't feel like you feel it where you should? Because That's a good point. This matters. Like if you're sending it to us just because you just want to show off to us because you like us or something, that's all good, but Sweet. tell us. Because yeah. I don't, for me, I hate giving critiques just for the sake of giving critiques. Yeah. You know? like being, that's a good point. Being perfect is always a range. And if you feel something a lot, then just keep doing what you're doing, irrespective if it doesn't look the way you think it should look. Um, and that's really important we're all built as, different. because as I watch these videos, I know where Trevor's coming from. He's like, you know, bar none, you're sending a video. I'm going to make it as perfect as possible. And he's right. That's the way he thinks it makes sense. But for me, when I'm looking at these videos, I say to myself, is it broke for you? Because if you feel this a lot in your hamstrings, it looks objectively fine. Tammy Sosa, the same thing. Brian, the same thing. Alex Gomez, the same thing. So you got to let us know if you just want us to co-sign it or not, or if you don't feel it where you think you should. Yeah. I mean, I think that's also kind of on us uh, for not asking that when we submitted it. Yeah. Well, we'll do like, yeah, moving forward for sure. I'm moving because I don't, I don't like this. It's annoying. At the same time though, I mean, people are submitting. So, you know, um, I'm going to critique it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, Like if it was like, we were just going on Instagram and like, don't yeah. call out people's technique again yeah and, and i think it's important like we mentioned the context of like look this might make a marginal difference the things that shimmy or shimmy mentions like if you're getting an amazing amount of tension good stimulus in the target muscle whatever it is like that's the most important thing but i, I do I, I always am someone who is like look things can be improved you know whether it's uh, a small cue that makes a huge difference for you. Cause that's something that I've been realizing in my, t- in my training a lot. Um, or, you know, they, uh, someone could be perfect. I think perfection is something that doesn't really exist though. And I think everybody has some yeah. things they can improve on to some degree. Yeah. But again, if we tell you a cue and you're like, Oh, that made this, um, uh, this, uh, noticeably worse then don't do it. Yeah, just don't listen to us. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's. We're, we're speaking on we're speaking a lot of time on averages too. Like this generally works for most people, but doesn't yeah. mean it's going to work for you. Um. Okay. But but if you were going to say anything, what? So there, pause there, it there. there. Pause it while he's at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. Sorry. Well, that that did not work at all. <laughs> I double clicked it. I'm sorry. Now it made it the video pause. Great. <laughs> Okay, so you see, it's not my mouse, not my screen. <laughs> so as he gets to the bottom to get those last few inches, he lets his lower back round a little bit, and he squats down towards the floor. You can see that it drove his knees forward a little yeah, bit, yeah. and his hips lowered right there. So, yeah, yeah. I see this a lot with um, deadlifts and rows. Yeah. If you are really being nitpicky, not doing that would likely improve the stimulus to the hamstrings. 
because uh, you would be you would be initiating the concentric from a maximal stretch when you bend the knees a little bit more and you drop the hips down you're reducing the stretch on your hamstrings so they're actually getting less total stretch under load and they're experiencing less tension at that maximal stretch and when you initiate the contraction from that maximal stretch so what are the, Again, the cues, the cues but, are knees back and and, and butthole towards the yeah butthole towards the corner of the room um uh, another thing is that if you're not doing it um actively think about driving your knees open to open up your hips i see a lot of people do this where they kind of drop their hips down and squat into it at the bottom and it's because they're not opening their hips and all if that one cue of opening up allows space for them to go through without their pelvis getting in the way yeah okay yeah, and, and again, if we're talking about the important part of the range, ma maximizing whatever you can in, in that bottom position is the probably more important thing. But oh, baby, here we go. Get on a squat. Jimmy loves his <laughs> hmm. See what I'm saying, man? You know, like once again. Yeah. Dude, Ian came to me with such good technique. No, like I, I, I have things to say, but like as oh, a general theme, like this is fine, you know. Like, well, I mean, honestly, I think most people that are going to send videos to us are going to be fine. I don't know. Yeah, we're getting that. that selection bias. Like, think about it. Like, people who watch our stuff yeah. are. Like, I mean, what do you think? Like, this spine's neutral. Looks like he kind of sits forward. His feet are slightly forward. What are, what are you doing? Sure, sure. Slow down towards the end of the eccentric. Okay. Well, you think he's losing tightness at the bottom and bouncing out? Uh, I don't think he's losing tightness, but he kind of starts slow. He gets like about halfway down and then speeds up the second half of the eccentric. But if you notice, his also his upper body doesn't change, so it's not like he's tilting to come out. Like he's still hey, no. But what I'm saying is he's he could get more out of it by maintaining that eccentric control from the start of the rep to the bottom of the rep instead of speeding through the hardest part of it. He's trying to get through that hardest part quicker and speeding up the eccentric at the bottom. He's still maintaining good position, but he could just probably give it a shot and see if it improves his stimulus. And this is actually something I, I was going to talk to you, I think, uh, soon about, Shimmy, is I'm going to make a post on controlling your eccentric at the end range of it, really focusing on that end range eccentric control. Because so many people do it. They'll do it. They'll do a bench press and lower, 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 drop. They'll do a, uh, you know, pull and uh, a row. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I kind of alluded, I, I kind of alluded to that in my post today. That's something I do see a lot. It, it's, probably because it's the more painful part of the lift. Um, yeah. You know, like, and then the, the injurious part of the lift is also the amortization phase. So the transition between those, those two phases. Right. So yeah, there's also, yeah, you, you can, by making sure you're controlling that bottom end of the eccentric, you can likely reduce the injury potential a little bit. But when I'm coaching people, that's a big thing I focus on is like, don't let yourself speed up in the last fourth of the rep of the eccentric. For sure. Yeah. 
if it's any part of the rep, that's probably the one you want to hang out the most. Technique wise, this technique is very good. This technique is super solid. All right, Ian. Shout out, Ian, again. Isn't this is the life fitness uh, leg press? Yeah, I feel like um, him and his buddy both train on this one, and it's hard to maximize range of motion on this machine, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I think with this leg press, you might actually be basically as good as you can get. There's literally nothing I see. See, he does a really good job in the leg press here of continuing to sure. stay very yeah. slow and even swimming a little bit at the very bottom. Yeah, I mean, as far as range of motion, like I mentioned earlier, having potentially investing in a squat shoe or a versa lift might increase the range of motion slightly. Um, yeah, if you feel comfortable fitting more weights behind your back, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything, man. I have nothing, but I do have something I want to point out. What? Um, he has a a plate under his butt, like yeah. sitting on the seat. My butt hurts thinking <laughs> about it. Yeah. That is a thing that most people miss, and it's a very it's depending on your leg press, it is when you need it. If your leg press, so if your hips are here, and the guide rail and where the weight comes on the leg press and where the bottom boot is is way up here, raising your seat to be more in line with the platform will instantly improve people's technique, especially if they're experiencing a lot of low back rubbing. I've never tried that. Most every leg press video I've ever seen from you, Shimmy, you're using a pretty good leg press. If you happen to have a really shitty leg press where it's like, no matter what I do, my lower back rounds, try elevating yourself in the seat a few inches. Yeah. And almost every single person I've done this with, it immediately fixes it. So you almost have this difference of like where you are positioned and where the weight's coming down. Is that kind yeah. of what it is? And so if you put so it's like the weight is coming, like say your hips are here and the weight is the most of the force is like angled here. It your back rounds put your pelvis in line with it where you can produce a bit more force. So if you just align your pet like where your hips are more aligned with it, it ends up being much smoother. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I've uh intuitively on some bad leg leg presses just kind of sat more up in the seat and feel a little, little bit better. So Ian's yeah, got some I more just I don't like trying to sit in the seat and hold the handles because I'm pulling down so hard that I pull myself back down in the seat. So I sit on something. Oh, and one more tip on the leg press, just because we were had there and we had a leg press up. Yeah. Use straps on the leg press. Uh, like versus or weightlifting straps? Yeah. And whatever, versa grips, whatever. To get your people. One of my biggest pet peeves is if I see someone not gripping and pulling down hard in the leg press. You were leaving so much on the table. Like keeping yourself what? Like what? what is the advantage? You're not going to be able to produce as much force. You're not going to be as stable. You're leaving reps on the table. You're leaving weight on the table. If you really grab on and pull down, pull yourself into it, is you're going to increase your stability so much and you're going to get a lot more out of the leg press. For me, I get sweaty hands. And I slip, and it's super annoying and frustrating. I strap in, and it eliminates all of the thought. Yeah, yeah, I, it kind of sucks. I don't know if you saw that elite uh, leg press I have at my gym. Great leg <laughs> yeah. press, but they did not install handles on it. So it's like grab. That's them the dumbest thing I've ever seen in the world. I know it's it's like I love the leg press. Like it's it's a really heavy leg press, but it's just awesome. The range of motion yeah, you get on it is insane. 
but I just can't I have to grab the bottom of the seat. It's like the only downside of that. Yeah. Could you put a pull-down bar underneath of it? I tried. I can do the best I can do is a uh is a a, a band because that there's not straight through. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, and the band is like, you know, you pull into it and it stretches more. So all right, we got Alan here with the dumbbell press. This is Shimmy's specialty right here. Oh, and he's got 90s. 90s. Popping? Okay. 90s, I think. Yeah. That still looks like... And he's touching his chest. I mean, personally, I, I would like him a little lighter with a little more control, like 85 maybe. But that's just me. I'm, that's going, just I'm, my... I'm going to give tiers of my critique. Yeah, sure. Okay. Tier one, on a basic level, this is completely fine. For yeah, majority yeah. of people, this I is agree. completely fine. This is the Way better thing. than the majority of people. Huh? Way better than the majority of people. For sure. If this is you... I didn't get your name. What's his name? Alan. Alan, if this is you, and I'm not talking down on you, if you, you're just a regular lifter and you just wanted a critique from someone who you look up to or whatever, it's fine. Keep doing what you're doing. Tier two critique. If you want advanced neurotic, like psychosis critique, here we go. Because the dumbbells are innately thick, you can't just bring them straight down because your range of motion is actually going to be subpar. You can do better. I have a video on this, actually. Instead of lowering the dumbbell straight down, treating them like a Smith machine or treating them like a barbell, treat them as individual apparatuses, which they are, and bring them out and then down. This really shows itself when the dumbbells are smaller. It makes it much easier to see and visualize. When the dumbbells are bigger, this is harder to, to see in a video, but when you try it, it feels worlds apart. You will have to reduce the load most likely by about 15 to 20% initially. So instead of lowering the dumbbell straight down, fine, level one, totally. Next level, you're going out and down. Now your, your shoulders are going to be fine because the dumbbells are not going to punk you out. Like you're not going to be using... 20 pound dumbbells where your dumbbells are like down here, right? Because of the thickness of the bell, you're still going to be pretty much in line, but it is going to feel different and it is going to be way harder. This is the first critique. Critique number two, don't just lay back into the bench expecting your chest to arch. Forcefully keep your chest up and your shoulder blades retracted and aim to overdo this almost like show your rib cage off to the gym. You can think of it like that as well. This will pre-stretch your chest and it will further get you where you need to go. Tip number three, and I've gotten some flack from this, I guess, in, in comments, but I like it. You can try it. Cue to have your pinky higher than your thumb. This won't matter so much when the dumbbells are smaller because you're already getting big range. When the dumbbells are a little bit bigger like this, 80 pounds, 90 pounds, 100 pounds, or more, if there are stronger people listening to this, 
any more range of motion that you can bias with a big ass dumbbell, like you're going to take it. And if you can keep your pinky higher than your thumb, that thicker dumbbell will hit your chest a little bit later. Yep. So you will bias having a little bit more range of motion. Once again, I would like to summarize. Tier one, you are completely fine. All those other cues are if you want the next level or if you're advanced and you want something that you didn't really think of, try those out. I have one, one critique on top of Shimmy's, which by the way, Shimmy's, Shimmy's advices are really good. Um, the out on a dumbbell press, very useful. The tilting, you can, you can get a bit more range of motion. Um, the last tip I would give is pause in the bottom just for a second. There's a little bit of inconsistency in his rep, like bottoming yeah. position. A few of the reps are actually high touch. Um, and there's a little bit of shakiness, like bouncing out of it. So come down, hold for a second, and then up. Yeah. Don't rush to that bottom. That You're getting a lot of good stuff there, so sit there and enjoy it. Yeah. And I didn't give that, but obviously, if any of you have seen my, my videos, I do that in all of my reps. That's like I entirety of Shimmy's. Yeah, yeah. I, just didn't, I just didn't give you that tip, but yeah. With his technique yeah. is mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I mean, for reference, I use, like, usually 70s, maybe. Um, you know, yeah. I don't even use that much weight. Shimmy's. Don't go look at my videos of me dumbbell pressing. <laughs> I just did them earlier. I, I think they're in my... Like I'll also tell you for what it's worth. I think a lot of people, and once again, this is just a me thing, <laughs> whatever. Um, a lot of people say be, they're, they're like there's instability in the dumbbells. So you want to stay in that 10 to 15 or 12 to 20 rep range. I found utility with dumbbells in the eight to 12 rep range, uh, you know, like going a little bit lower, but it could also be because I move them a lot slower and I'm super deliberate. So yeah, for me right. to do 20 reps like that, the way that I do, I'm going to be using 50 pound dumbbells or something. Like it's not. So on that note, I just want to go over something really quick. Like Shimmy made a good point. His technique with his obnoxiously slow eccentrics. Um, yeah. If he, his doing 12 reps is most other people doing 18 reps. So yeah, I the and I say this a lot where it's like, hey, don't use dumbbells in the like lower rep ranges. That's mainly like I see people doing dumbbells for five rep maxes. That's kind of fucking stupid. But five rep maxes with a one or two second eccentric and no pause, right? right? Like, yeah, no, I'm, even further. I mean, they're not even bringing it like to touch their chest ninety percent of the time. So it's just, and they're like shaking the whole time. And they have to have someone hand them the dumbbell when they're already back because they can't even lift the damn thing up. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Just go I use see, a fucking barbell. I get terrified watching that. It's like just, just the whole dude, way down. I watched a guy like a month or so ago, and I was like, this dude, he's going to like tear his rookie account. Because he was... Yeah, <clears throat> I see, yeah I've, I've heard of a lot of people with um with pec injuries from, from dumbbells. Yeah, it's so dumb. Like, don't do that shit. If you want to go like crazy slow and do an eight-rep set, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. don't do a mm -hmm. fucking five. And that's not you, Alan. This is this is really good. Like, yeah, this is not you. Control. This is just a general, yeah, a yeah. general thing that I'm. 
I see a lot and it's just dumb. And so just throwing that out there. Sure. One thing um, uh, Shimmy mentioned is the retraction and depression of the scapula. I did a video about this the other day and yeah. um, not I'll surprisingly video on that. It's, it's really good. Not surprisingly, I got pushed back on TikTok. <laughs> um, no, you got to let your scapula move. Exa that's exactly what it was. So, so I just could you so, comment on that? Okay. okay, I really, really, really want to go over this real quick. Yes, please, please. Okay, so these people will come in and they'll say, "Oh my God, what are you talking about? The research is perfectly clear that you're going to ruin your shoulder health and you're going to fuck yourself up if you pin your shoulder blades back." <laughs> There is literally zero fucking research on this. Shut the fuck up. What What is okay. the rationale usually? Trevor, right? like what... Trevor has entered the building. I know, he's, he's, he's heated about uh, this one. Um, the, the rationale behind it is because you cannot have your, you can't have as much humoral abduction this if you don't, if you leave your shoulder blades back. Your humorous yeah. can't adduct across the body. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, if you really, really want to do well, that, use machine fly or something and allow the to move. But if you're pressing, you're going to get so much more out of it. And they say, oh, it doesn't stretch the pecs more. Also, bullshit, it does. This literally put you feel, in a position to mechanically, yeah. mechanically get your your pecs in a more lengthened position than if you're here and you try to do it. Cause when you're here, you try to do it. You run out of space in the glenohumeral joint here allows more. Yeah, I'm I sorry. Said that, my, that one. No, no, that's great. I, I literally said that in my video. I'm like, literally just, just put, do a flat back, move your arm here and then retract and depress. You can literally move your arm back further and feel a bigger stretch. And uh, like, I, I don't want to get too into it. I'm, we all know where this idea came from. I, I think I have an idea of where this idea came from. I'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. The <laughs> thing is, all next, the people next, that go on Instagram, all the people that go on there and are like, you have to let your shoulder, your scapula move. You should never pin your scapula back. It's the worst thing you can do. It decreases your force reduction. You're going to get hurt, blah, 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 blah. None of them even have a fucking clue why they're saying it. Right. Just parroting because we all we all know the there are I mean, most people know the place it came from, and the place it came from is uses their the research they quote is in house research. It's not actual research. Yeah, exactly. That done on themselves that nobody and, else can view. And in EMG, a lot of the time, if it is any, yeah, sort of and it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> and ugh, sorry. No, no, I, I'm glad you commented on it because I get it a lot. I hear it a lot, right? And I, I you know, I, I started because I don't know a whole lot about biomechanics, but I just started because my coach at the time told me it was uh, what I should do. And it always felt great. And I never experienced injury. I experienced less injury doing it. Um, so just based and, on and that anecdote alone. Just, yeah. yeah if we, and if we want to look at anecdote, like, okay, if Penny, if depressing, practice, uh, is going to injure your shoulders and blow your shoulders out and make it to where you can't press ever again. You're going to be super weak. Why is it for the last 50 fucking years, every single person that has bench pressed has retracted and depressed their scapulas? The strongest benchers in the world yeah, were competitive lifters, right? Yeah. If it's going to ruin your shoulders and you're going to be in pain, you're going to be injured and you're never going to be able to lift weight again, why the fuck does every single person in the world do it? 
Yeah. Why is it that only people who have never fucking accomplished anything are the people who have to, you have to let your shoulders move and you can't pin them back? If we want to look at anecdote, there's your anecdote. Yeah, I agree. That's great. Great points. That's uh, that's short worthy right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got our boy in here. I love the stash. Yeah, this is one of my this is one of my clients and friends, friends Hutan. His name's Hutan. Yeah, you can call him Tan. I was gonna call or, him uh, John. Is the other? I was gonna call him. Hutan. Yeah, if you, if you want to, if you want to be an old American lady who you're never gonna say his problem, call him John. John. I have a funny story about this set for <laughs> the video after we talk anything about it. Jimmy, you see anything? I'll give you the same breakdown that I just gave on dumbbell presses. Tier one, no, completely fine. Majority of people completely fine. Regular person completely fine. You feel it in your adults completely fine. Advanced techniques, I guess. Keep your pinky higher than your thumb the whole time. Turn it at the top. Yes, I do think the bros were right on that one. I think that does help. Um, maybe people are going to think that I should say you should do a super range of motion lateral raise here. Not the case. If you feel this, do it. I only started doing super range of motion laterals because I hated these. So super range of motion laterals seemed like better for me. Um, sure. The control is fine. Him moving his head forward and back. I'm sure a lot of people will say, oh, you shouldn't do that. You should keep your head the same. I don't think it matters. Good feel it on your shoulders. You got 15 pound dumbbells. There's no force being transduced to your neck at this point. So um, I don't have anything of value to give to this. It looks fine. I have one small critique and this is super fucking nitpicky. Uh, towards the end, he starts taking little rests every rep taking a breath it's a fair critique like track on that from a consistency standpoint that is that is a dangerous game because are you doing more reps or are you just resting five more times in a set to do another rep like be consistent uh, and this is a thing like for all not just tan here but for this is a, something everyone can take away for all exercises if you are going to take an intraset rest, be consistent with it week to week. That's a fair point. Because if you start a mesocycle in week one, you do you do you know two twenty five for a set of ten on squats, and you take one breath you know at rep six, you take a couple of breaths to rebrace and go again. That's fine. If you if you do that, you stay with that from week one to week four, week five, whatever. So then if, you know, you 225 week one and the last week you're 265 for 10 and you still took one breath to get there, great. You're doing awesome. But if you were 225 the first with one breath at the first one and it took you five breaths to get through it by the last week, you didn't get stronger. You just took more rests. You took you basically more sets to get to that same set of 10. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Back. if you were to, oh, go ahead to me. No, I, I agree. So that was, yeah, that, that's a thing that in the, in the instance of the lateral raise, it's such a short little rest. He's not sitting there taking like three breaths at a time. It, it is me being very, very nitpicky 
but it is just a something to put out there. I hear it. So potentially Pinky's um, up, right? It's Pinky's up. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, standardize your your rest um, between reps there. Oh, Muscle Factory. It's my gym. I was going to say, I know this gymnasium. I saw this gymnasium on an OSQ. It's Gear Sports Quarterly. Oh, yeah. I, who was that? What was that again? I, I remember seeing it. You know, I started reading OSQ in college, you know, for the chicks. Oh, uh, is this a reference I'm not getting? Of course it's a reference. It's Gordon from Dodgeball. Oh. That's right. Oh, this is me. <laughs> That's why. I was like, this is a familiar gym. <laughs> what, are we, what are we watching, Dylan? Uh, we're watching a deficit dumbbell row. Which uh, I think my low back could have oh. been in a better position. So. Oh, all right. Well, you're walking far away. Yeah, there's lots of dumbbells. Big dumbbells. Big dumbbells down there. Hours. So with this, Dylan, can you pause this video for a second? I want to share yes. something that you Go don't on. know. So um, before you and I were friends, did Trevor and I had a uh, <laughs> friendly competition. Uh, with two arm bent over dumbbell rows, I started doing them uh, like a year and a half ago. And I'm not claiming anything. Like I started doing them and everyone was doing them. I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. No, but like I started doing them and Trevor was like, you know, I'm going to give them a try. And um, usually Trevor washes me on lower body stuff. And I usually wash him on most upper body things. And he was like, and we were very much neck and neck. And he was beating me actually. And I think he ended up beating me at the end, but then this massing mesocycle, I beat him. Um, and you know, who knows the saga continues, but I want to say that when I didn't know you, you had a video doing two arm dumbbell bent over the nineties or the hundreds or something. And I sent it, it I didn't know you at the time. And I was like, I don't know this Dylan guy, but like his technique is good and he's jacked and this is bullshit. Yeah. He was Uh, like, fuck, I hate him. I remember that. Pretty much. Yes. Yes. That's funny. I remember that exact conversation. I think you, I don't know if it was you or someone else commented on it. I I remember not thinking like much of it, and then like people were like, "This is awesome." I was like, "I didn't. I just did some dumbbell rows." Uh, so thank you. I appreciate. Way that. to make us feel bad. No, no. Yeah, I just uh, like yeah, I was just, just like going into some dumbbell your, What's your PR for fun? For for those, I think that was like the heaviest I'd ever gone because since then I've I've I think cleaned up my technique even even a little bit more. I think um, it was good. Yeah, yeah, and I think I, there was like maybe I was using a little bit of hip drive or something, and I think I had cleaned it up. I also, this is my first run in with them for a while. That was actually on like a maintenance phase, I think. So wait, so what is it? What's your PR set rep? That was that was a hundred for like eight or nine or something like that. A hundred for nine, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think like my, my the, uh, the nineties for ten. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we'll to, if I did a if I didn't do a deficit here, I'd probably be using more weight. But I imagine I was probably I'd probably be using it like a ninety yeah. even with All right, my let's let's technique. see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. Yeah. So this is my first time doing deficit dumbbell rows. Only using 65s here. What's your reasoning for doing them on a deficit? Oh, it's more stretch. Do you need more stretch? Literally, if I don't do them on a deficit, I touch the ground. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he does that. Your your body's weird. Yeah, my body's very weird. I was going to say, I don't know if that's why he's doing it, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, there's a reason. Okay. I did did feel... um, it just felt like a really good stretch. Now, I think the issue is here in my low back. I think I'm rounding my low back here a little bit in the bottom position. 
Yeah, I, I need to be honest with you, Dylan. And this is coming from the guy who's obsessed with like big stretches and shit being, being me. I don't think you need a deficit here. Maybe, maybe you can do it for just variation and like a higher rep range, like 15 or like 18 or something on a first set. But right. like I, I've seen your technique. I've seen your technique on two arm dumbbell rows. It's good. It's really good. Like you don't seem to be lacking a stretch at all. This looks like you're actually seeking extra range of motion just for the sake of doing it. That's what it seems like. I could be wrong. Right. I would agree with Shimmy here. I, I don't think you need it. And I think if you were trying to do like a flexion row where you were trying to like heavily target your erectors, having that level of bend and then arching really hard into it as you do the row would be fair. If you wanted to make that argument, I would say, okay, that's fine. Because but then you still wouldn't need the deficit because you'd actually be rounding your upper back, getting even more of a stretch as is. You probably wouldn't even, I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, think, I, think, yeah, I, I think, think if you're really trying to get like all of the erectors, even the lumbar erectors, I would say this is an okay position. Yeah, but if yeah, you're trying you know, to do a standard bent over row, I don't think you, you're benefiting at all from that. I think you're just getting all the extra range from just kind of relaxing your low back. Right, right. Well, hear me out. So and I and I, I have a flexion row, uh, dumbbell row. So I'm I'm planning on repeating it, but as a flexion, I think tomorrow is the day because we had talked about implementing potentially another day with another row variation, like increasing the frequency. Um, Trevor, when we were in Vegas. Um, so I will say though that if my hips weren't that high, my argument is that I if I was say I was bent more bent over here, if my hips weren't this high, uh, I wouldn't be getting as good of a stretch. So if I was able to maintain a neutral spine here, I would not get an, as big of a stretch in my lats. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, so, even, it's not even that, like, I just think it's too rounded. I agree. Right, right. No, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. So if I got rid of the deficit here, and this is just me, you know, uh, just trying mm -hmm. to think through something. Mm -hmm. if I got rid of the deficit here and bent my knees more, mm -hmm. opened up my hips, had a neutral spine, my arm and shoulder would be like up here. I guess I would actually get. Hmm, would it be? But you can. What I'm yeah, saying, yeah. You so can, I would get. I would get. A, I would get a better stretch. So yeah, no, that makes sense. I was and, just and thinking through can, that. Well, why don't you? Why don't you do back that? without relaxing your low back like you're doing? Dude, right, why, right. Don't, why don't you do this, man? Why don't you do a, a video of one set of a regular two arm dumbbell row and send it to us yeah, in our in our let's group? Do it chat again. Yeah, we can, just, we can throw it around. Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah. We'll, we'll just we'll just help you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will say I didn't really. How many videos have we gone through so far? What was that? Yeah, I hope I, I'm. I don't have a lot more in me, guys. I got to roll. So give me like yes. one. one more. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, one, one more. Yeah. This is Logan. Yeah, and this puts us at I think twelve videos, and this is a good place to stop for the day. Sure. Oh, he looks tall, long-legged. My man. Well, you're six two. You're taller than I am. Yeah. Well, he looks like he looks like his longer than mine. Okay. Dylan, can you move the mouse knowing me? Like right in front where it said, yeah, thank you. I need to see it again, please. I have some things. I have some things, but I have a caveat of those things before I go over them. Yeah, I mean, you're leaning forward first, which is annoying. Like you're throwing your chest forward and then sitting 
So, I mean, this really depends on what you're going for. Cause if you're looking just to move max loads safely, it's really not that bad. If you're looking to maximize quad involvement, you're initiating the movement now by sitting back rather than sitting down. So, um, you'd want to work on that. How would you work on that? An aggressive heel elevation would probably help you and lowering the weight um, and controlling your eccentric a little bit more, right? Like obviously, you know, you could probably slow down your eccentric a bit more and you could probably keep your chest a bit higher. Um, once again, like uh, for the average Joe, this is fine, you know, but for the not, for, but for, for, for the Globo gym, this this you could do better now dylan i need you to clip the video where it says at global gym we're better than you and we know it and that's what you need to do in what please, we want to do that. i actually agree please do that so good thank you you it's know if shimmy and i are agreeing on the like the clip to do it's definitely it's got to be done it's like last time with the uh uh uh, so, dude, that commercial, that commercial is fucking life. We just like, you know, we are your personal alteration specialists, and you could be so much better off with us than you could ever be by yourself. And it's just like, oh, it's so good. Okay, play it, play this again, please. So, are you saying for for strength sport, if this is a spot for strength, that that forward lean is is acceptable? I would. I, so here's my caveat. This is either a cross or weightlifting gym, right? Yeah. And in either of those cases, I actually would be okay with that kind of technique. A thousand percent. Because hypertrophy is not going to be his number one goal. For sure. And he, he, even if he is in a hypertrophy block, he's not, I want to maximize purely my quads. He's like, I want to maximize everything that fucking moves a barbell up when I'm sitting down. Yeah. Because that's what fucking matters. Mm -hmm. there and if that's the case, that's fine. Mm -hmm. However, if he is squatting, if he just happens to be at this gym or whatever, and he's squatting to try to maximize his quad development, there are a few things. One, like that, he is letting his chest cave in. Two, his hips are shooting up at the bottom of the squat, and then his torso goes up. You want that at the same time. So I move this so I can stand up and do a demonstration. Oh, so what he's doing, baby, is he's doing this and then squatting down, but his chest is staying down. No. Initiating with the hips first is fine, but you want to initiate the hips back and chest up. And I'm running into the couch. Right. No, but this is the exact thing that I said. He's sitting back instead of sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. So you can still put your hips back, oh. but here. Oh. The old mic squat. And also, his elbows are doing this, and that's pushing him forward even more. Right, right. Bring your hips up. And this will help get your chest up. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So the, again, if you're a weightlifter or a crossfitter or something like that, and you're squatting, you know, you just want to hypertrophy the muscles that strive a squat. I'm not going to critique you too hard. If you're sending this and saying, I'm trying to hypertrophy my quads, and this is for my quads, there's a lot you can work on here. Mm -hmm. yeah hey one thing i did want to say um so with the I've, I've had people tell me oh in a squat you have to keep like um i don't know what the exact what they exactly had said but it was like keeping down. this lock because like i squat with like my my i only have the mobility to do this 
right and it hurts me to yeah. try to keep my wrist in line with my elbow i guess does that actually affect the outcome of the lift no um i when i squat with a straight bar i use wrist wraps and i rest the bar here with my wrist like this uh because well, oh, the force is now going here the force is in the force of the bar is in line with my core oh, okay what you don't want is this where you're fucking holding the bar back here and jamming that like hurts, this. That hurts my wrist when I do that. Yeah, yeah that hurts like a bitch. But yeah. you can have your wrist back if the bar is here because the line of force is not, you're not forcing your wrist back. It's like front squatting. You don't, you do this with a front squat, you don't hold the bar in your hands. The bar is, gonna... your hands are pushing the bar in your throat. Into position, yeah. I remember an old video of Evan said of Honey where he has his hands like, like barely his fingertips on the bar. Yeah, and that's all you need if you can push the bar back. Yeah, yeah. But don't front squat for no no front squat for high quad hypertrophy though. Yeah, no, I'm talking about back squatting anyway. No, I'm just saying, like, because I said front oh, squat. Yeah. All right, but, yeah, well, I'll let's... and uh, and for those curious, if if you do happen to have like weird like trouble grabbing the bar because you have poor mobility and you want to squat or have to squat, uh, go look up Joe Sullivan's I think talon grip, something like this. It's like two fingers on the bar and the other two under the bar. It works really well. I use it sometimes as well. Oh, interesting. I'm going to try that out. I don't know anything about it. It's just literally it's this kind of grip. Is that literally just gripping the bar like that? Yeah, it's like this. It grabs the bar like this or something. That's what I, I haven't seen it. Like, 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 or if I do, I use either a camber bar or a safety bar. So Trevor, Trevor yeah, just missed even. it all. He was too focused. He just missed it. Yes, I know because I was talking and you interrupted me, and I wasn't going to fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the whole thing. So good, so good. Well, let you guys get out of here. Let's um, let's do the rest of these on the next one. I'm going to push this one forward because we had more people involved in this anyway. So I'm going to do this yeah. one probably next week. I'll just put this one out for ahead of the other ones. Yeah, and we can do it. We can catch uh, the rest of them in the next video. Sounds good. I'll mm -hmm. send you guys my. Uh, not row taking more though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we still have a good chunk left. So. Yeah. Got another podcast worth. All right, you guys have a good right. rest of your Friday. Hey, you Thanks do. We're coming on. Thanks everybody for submitting videos. Yes, fellas. Talk to you on a bit. <laughs>